What's good, family? Welcome to the Minding My Black-Owned Business, Women in Business podcast with Cat English. The space was cultivated to celebrate and highlight successful dope Black entrepreneurs in a community who represents the culture. Our guests share free business tips and resources for women-led businesses and those aspiring to start their own business. If you haven't already, check out our podcast available now on all podcast platforms. Our guest today is Brittany Williams. Brittany, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Brittany Williams. I am a writer and social worker based in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, so Brittany, what's your credentials? Because you have a lot. <laughs> you know, so um, I have a bachelor's in sociology from the University of Michigan, a master's in social work also from U of M. And I'm a fully licensed uh, master's level clinical social worker. So tell me more about your writing. What specifically um, are you writing about? What pieces? What, what is your focus? So I tend to write creative nonfiction. So like the style of my writing reads somewhat like fiction and some like fictiony. But what I'm writing about is actually real life stuff. Um, if I'm being honest, like since the pandemic, I've had hardcore writer's block. So it's been a minute since I wrote anything for my website. But one of the good things about my job as a social worker, I work in a public defender's office, is that I write what are called mitigation reports for our clients. And it's basically storytelling for the court. Like to say like, this is so like, let's say you were brought up on some charges, like you know, you was out here thugging and you robbed a liquor store. So I'm like, well, you know, your honor, like Kathy, you know, is a, a, a successful businesswoman. She's a great mother. Like, here's some things about her life. Like, here's some things that she went through that might have contributed to the fact that she committed this armed robbery. Um, and so I really basically get to write people's like life stories, like these kind of mini biographies for my job. And so that's been really, really inspiring for me, especially because one of my passions as a writer and storyteller is telling stories of people who we deem um, less than. So a lot of people who are involved in the criminal justice system, for instance, especially depending on what they did, like nobody cares what your story is. Like you did something wrong, you should just go to jail. It's like the, the narrative or um, my specialty within social work is geriatrics. So like older adults, like a lot of times, like we are not listening to their stories because some of them are toward the end of their lives. We feel like they don't contribute as much to society, like who cares? So being in a position to write, um, write someone's story and really hear their voice and share who they are beyond what the police report says basically has been really fulfilling for me. Thank now, you. backstory audience, uh, Brittany is also uh, my sorority sister. Uh-huh. We, are, <laughs> we are a part of the greatest Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. It was also, well, is also my LS line sister and take sister, if you will. And we are both Libras. Yes, Libra gang. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets me so we connect we get each other <laughs> true 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 we get each other so everyone that comes on um I asked them about their um 
their thoughts on women of the movement. So like powerful, strong black women in our community who are um, influences of the community. And I had my thoughts to talk about someone else today. But when I saw that President Joe Biden had his nomination Mm -hmm. (laughs) for Kentanji Brown Jackson, everything just stopped for me because first of Mm -hmm. all, she's Black. Right. Phenomenal. She's, she has locks. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, like what? even though it took so long, but you know, we are still arriving as black women. We are arriving, we're thriving in all areas, all aspects. And I am so proud to hear that she was nominated. So proud. Yeah, I was really excited by that. And yes, I did a little bit cause I had never heard of her before. So I like read about her a little bit and it made me yeah. excited to know that she used to be a public defender. So like mm-hmm. now that I'm in that area, of things, um, I have a better understanding of like the type of values that you have to have to be in that role. So I think she'll be a great judge if they don't try to block her. Yes, she will be so phenomenal. Yes, 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 I agree. Um, I, I hope that she is elected and able to serve. Mm-hmm. And then just give us more shine as a black woman. Mm-hmm. black girl magic so proud of that so going on to um tapping back into um writing what inspired mm-hmm. you to be the dope author you are <laughs> um probably my parents they were very supportive mm-hmm. um, I kind of knew from an early age that writing and creativity were strong points for me and they really nurtured that. Um, There's actually a a video that I love from when I was a kid where I'm in my dad's office and I'm sitting at a desk and he comes in and is like filming me. And he's like, you're gonna grow up and be a great author or a professor. And like, he's just like speaking all this positivity over me and my writing. Um, I thought that was really cute. And so really that's where it began. Um, And then I also, had really great teachers. Like, I think we don't appreciate teachers enough Mm. when we talk about things that we're able to accomplish and what we're doing as professionals. So I had amazing English teachers in particular during my junior and senior years of high school who saw what I was capable of doing and would push me. Um, There's one in particular, Mrs. Wright, who um, she was my senior year, like my AP Lit um, teacher. And she gave us these pens that says, edit, 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 you won't regret it. And so she's one of the reasons why I'm so meticulous yeah. with my work and like look over it a million different times. Um, I also had great college professors. So really from my parents through like all my instructors, I've had people who have seen something in me and pushed me. I think that's really inspired me to, to feel like I'm actually capable of um, being a great author and then I also have great support from my sorority sisters, my, my family and friends um, who were reading my blog and like giving me feedback about the things that I write and are always telling me I need to hurry up and write a book. So I should probably do that. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's <laughs> <time ago. laughs> but 
but yeah I, I have a lot of support and I think I have imposter syndrome really bad so I think without that support and that affirmation from people I probably wouldn't be writing as much as I do yeah and I, I think a lot of people um a lot of strong successful people have that same thing you know they um feel some people feel they need to shrink some people feel they need to dim their light you know mm-hmm. when they're in other spaces um but I always say I think you're one of the smartest people I know <laughs> so 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 proud of you um how do you too thank you um but yeah I I think that's like one of the missing pieces that um we need to continue to instill in our students is Mm -hmm. um education and actually like taking the time to push them and make them do the work and also they need mentors mentors Mm -hmm. are highly needed in all levels whether Mm -hmm. it be high school um, college, all of that. I think um, those things are very valuable, but are overlooked. Right. Yeah. So that is so, so sweet. Um, any books that have inspired you? Um, ooh, let me look at my, my <laughs> bookshelf. I have so many books. It's insane. I'm going to show you my bookshelves. I would say probably more than anyone else, David Sedaris has inspired me. Mm-hmm. He was kind of the person he's, so he writes creative nonfiction as well. Like a lot of like pieces are, that are just observational of everyday life and like what's going on in the world. He tends to write books that are a collection of short essays. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be something that I'd like to do in terms of style. And then, um, and he just kind of writes about his life as well as life experiences. So one of his books is called Me Talk Pretty One Day. And it literally centers on the fact that he used to have a speech impediment growing up. And so what he had to deal with, and a lot of his stuff is very much couched in humor though. So um, it's just really fun to read. And then lately I've been feeling inspired by the late great Bell Hooks. I've been reading her book all about love, which just like has been blowing my mind. <laughs> just talking about the different types of love that we receive in our lives or, or don't receive that we you know, have mm. gaps because we didn't get that. The importance of self-love, which I think is definitely underemphasized within our society. Um, and then she's really had some like, analysis that kind of opened my eyes a lot when it comes to the love we receive from our parents as so love versus care and how sometimes when parents are trying to raise children they become so fixated on the care element like making well you know you have a roof over your head and like I provide food for you whatever whatever Mm -hmm. that like the love and affection sometimes isn't there like it should be and I had never thought of it that way but one of the things she points out is just trying to be gentle with parents who are that way because sometimes they fixate on care because they weren't cared for as kids they didn't have anything so to them providing for you is love and like that's how they're trying to show it or maybe they weren't loved properly 
And so that's how, why they struggle to love on you. Um, so extending grace there. I don't want to be a parent, so I'm not going to have to <laughs> worry about that, I don't think. But it was just a very interesting thing to read. So that's been inspirational. Um, and then I'm also reading The Body Keeps the Score right now, which is about trauma and how it kind of lives in your body, like it sounds mm-hmm. like. Um, so that's been kind of my nerdy, like my social work read. Just thinking about how we respond to trauma, how to heal from trauma, that kind of thing. So I was talking with uh, one of the guests uh, from the last episode, and we were talking about trauma. Mm-hmm. And she discussed in her book how she's still healing. Mm-hmm. And my question was to her, like, do you actually think you can heal? You know, even though it's an ongoing process but can you actually be healed from trauma oh that's heavy um that's a really hard question (laughs) I I actually saw something the other day that was talking about how as people were kind of in a constant healing process Mm -hmm. so the idea that you are fully healed like is unrealistic and I definitely resonate with that yeah I think that you can I think that people are capable of healing from individual events but in the grand scheme like when all the things that we've experienced are compounded like I don't think it's humanly possible to heal from like the collective shit that (laughs) we've gone through if that makes sense so it might not for instance it might not you know weigh on me as heavily that I was in a relationship where there was intimate partner violence anymore like that might not be something that as is a a sore subject for me or a point of pain but I've experienced so many other things so regardless of what I've healed from in terms of individualized experiences in the grand scheme I'm going to be constantly healing because I've had 34 years of shit to, to cope with in one way or another. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. So I stumbled across this book um, called Affirmations for Black Women by mm-hmm. Naomi Ray. And it not only gives the affirmations, um, you are repeating these to yourself to help give you that extra off mm-hmm. like okay I'm saying this but can can this be true you know can mm-hmm. I help myself with this book listening to these affirmations and repeating it to myself to help and um help as a coping mechanism through trauma um and I think it so far because I listen to it in the morning before I go to bed Mm -hmm. and I think it is a great tool depending on your level of trauma Uh, I'm not Mm -hmm. an expert (laughs) but depending on your level of trauma um I think um it's a it's a good help aid it has helped me I'm not gonna say tremendously but it's Mm -hmm. it's a help and I try to women empowerment um more uplifting and Mm -hmm 
books that gives you uh, brighter things to look forward mm-hmm. to in your life, you know, not so much of the sad things. So more mm-hmm. of the positive things so that it can uplift your spirits and give you something to look forward to in the week, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be seeing your friends or talking with someone or, you know, just going to the store, getting out the house, getting some tea or coffee or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just some inspiration. It motivate me to put those motivational and aspirational quotes in our chat because again mm-hmm. you never know who's going through what in this yeah. panorama and sharing encouraging words or messages I think mm-hmm. goes a long way yeah for people to hear and I really feel like along those lines like the pandemic is a trauma in its own way and I feel like this constant push to like get back to normal and like act like everything is fine is so dangerous for people's mental health like there have been so many lives lost there are so many people who've lost loved ones Mm -hmm. like it's scary to just be outside like the thought of potentially getting sick we're now in a dealing with more kind of like a worldwide trauma situation with like Russia and Ukraine like there's just so much weighing on people all the time So I think that things like affirmations can be really helpful because trauma like restructures your mind, like and restructures how you think about the world and yourself. So having something to combat that negative thinking can be super helpful. Yeah, um, I agree. And you know what? I didn't think of this pandemic in a sense like that. You are, I agree with you a thousand percent. It has changed the way people are, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh, if I forget to put my mask on before we went out the car, am I going to be sick? Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone is too close to me, you know, you, your anxiety go up, you panic. Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. Things are not the same. I, I panic. Sometimes I think I'm a, uh, <laughs> a walking mess going from my house to work I'm fine because I can control those environments public spaces I'm a hot ass mess <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's hard to control and you know I, and I talk to my therapist like okay I've been really depressed. Do you think I need medication? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, you know, what other coping mechanisms I can do to get through this shit? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to send myself into a um, panic where I have a nervous breakdown or, mm-hmm. you know, I just can't come back from, mm-hmm. you know, things that used to be normal to us, uh, going to the mall, going to get our hair done, um, mm-hmm. nails done, things like that. It's a whole process for me thinking about it. It's mm-hmm. it's scary as hell. <laughs> so yes, yes. Um it's it's not the same. And I truly think this pandemic has screwed up everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be, I feel like there are gonna be a lot of things that end up like being researched and studied. And I'm sure already being study right now in terms of like people's mental health like we saw like you know depression rates anxiety rates like rates of suicide like those are all increased even the way that we're not being as social and we're very isolated and that is so hard on your brain and your body to be 
to yourself all the time like that um yeah it's a I just it's just weird to watch like the CDC and social media and other powers that be like kind of shape this narrative that like it's not really that big of a deal anymore just because it's been some time since March 2020 like that's all the more reason for us to be freaked out because when is this going to end you know right right but thank goodness for books (laughs) and things that we can use to escape in I love Mm -hmm. audible this is not an ad (laughs) (laughs) but I will take it as a sponsor um but I listen to different books on audible to help me get through the day and Mm -hmm. It reminds me of pre-COVID, all the positive things, you know, that were very inspiring to me, like spending time with my family, my friends, and things like that. Would you like to share any inspiring moments that pivoted you to begin this journey in writing? Like taking it seriously, I think was, um, was definitely catalyzed by losing my mom. So my mother had early onset Alzheimer's disease. She passed away in 2013. And in some ways, writing was a coping mechanism for me. Just like even something as simple as journaling just like helped to keep me sane. And then um, I wrote a couple blog posts for like bloggers that talked about like caregiving because I was um, the primary caregiver for my mom, but like caregiving blogs and things like that and it was just really helpful and I think as I continue to advance in life as I accomplish more things that I do she would be proud of like finishing college getting a master's degree getting out into the professional world um, I continue to lean on on writing as a way to honor her Mm -hmm. so in 2018 was when I established Be Marie Writes which I have a website where I've do posts, blog posts, but I also do writing and editing services um, for students, small business owners, things like that. But in 2018 was when I was like, you know, this should be a business. And I think this is something that she would want for me is to put my writing out there more because I'm very shy about my writing. It's like, it's, it's really hard for me to share it sometimes. Um, but I know that, you know, she was always encouraging of me and would want me to pursue things that make me happy. So it's my biggest inspiration for sure. And, and she was also a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Yes. So try to make her proud. A proud legacy. <laughs> Period. <laughs> that is so inspiring. Wow. Well, yes, you know, we've always been fans and supporters. Everyone has a story and a book in them to put out there. <laughs> So I will still be waiting (laughs) and looking forward to seeing something out soon in the future. Um, No rush, but you let the community know um, where they can find you. um, If you have any events going on, website, all of those details. Yeah. So all my social media, I have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all be Marie writes. And then my website is bemariewrites.com. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I haven't been really posting um, since the pandemic, but there's the 
the writing services side of things has definitely still been going. So there's a place where you can fill out a form for interest if you have like papers that you need edited or a blog post or copy for your website, things like that. You can fill out that form or you can email me directly at bmarie at bmariewrites.com. Um, yeah, that's how to find me. Yes, so we will, we will put all of the information in the show notes for the podcast. Thank you so much, Brittany, for taking the time out. Thanks (laughs) for having me. With me and everyone that's listening. Um, Thank you all for being a part of the conversation today. Please make sure that you follow, subscribe to, and reach out to Brittany Williams for anything that she can service you with and also subscribe to the podcast on all podcast platforms thank you again Brittany you have a wonderful night you too thanks for having me and as always thank you for listening to the conversation today and thank you to our guests for joining in today please follow and subscribe to the podcast see you soon